Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. This is Cypher Road, and you're not. <laughs> All right, welcome in, and also welcome back to the Cypher Road Show here on the RSS Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and your favorite podcast platform. Uh, been away for a couple weeks because there's a couple projects that uh, I've been working on with my executive producer, but I definitely did not want to leave you folks hanging. Now, of course, another thing was, was that I originally meant to bring you another broadcast another about two weeks ago, but um, a computer error completely wiped out the presentation. So uh, what I am proud to present to everybody here is a recent sermon that I was uh, given the privilege to share with my brothers and sisters that with the Freedom Gospel Online Ministry, uh, where uh, Pastor uh, Yvetta Jackson is the pastor. A shout out to uh, Pastor Jackson, and uh, and this sermon is from Romans chapter nine, and this is a hard conversation that I'm trying to have with my fellow Christians because the four dreaded words that nobody wants to hear. We need to talk. And I definitely want to share this with everybody. And I hope um, this blesses and edifies you. And uh, and so, hey, let me know. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Carbite6. Also, uh, follow me on uh, Facebook at Carbite6. Let me know what you think. Let's start a conversation. So here is the, my sermon for uh, Freedom Gospel Church Online Ministries in the Second Life Metaverse. Uh, enjoy, everybody. God bless. So, here's, so let's go ahead. Let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 9, verses 30 to 33. That's going to be our focus verse for today's message. Amen. All right, now, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to talk. Let, let me ask you something. How are you pursuing righteousness in your lives? Second question, how many of us or how, how many among us are perfectionists? Okay. Now, what if I told you that there are those who are pursuing righteousness, but they're doing it wrong? Would you believe it? I hope so. So let's go ahead and open up to Romans chapter 9, verses 30 to 33. Now, before you start to read it and consume it, let me make one thing absolutely clear. Okay. Paul is talking about Israel's unbelief of how Israel was back at the time of Paul. Amen. Okay. Now, now how Israel, now, how they believed at that time is not what you think. Okay, now verse verse 30 says, What shall we say that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith? Verse 31 says, By the people of Israel who pursued the law as a way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it, not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stone. As it is written, see, 
I lay us I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. And one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Now why did the people of Israel not become righteous and acceptable before God following the law of Moses? See, that's the question Paul, Paul was answering. He said that the Israelites sought to be made righteous and earn God's mercy through their works. They approached God through a work-and-earn approach. How many of you are familiar with that work-and-earn approach? Rather than faith. Paul concluded that the previous verse by writing that they, Israel, have stumbled over the stone. Now, the idea of a stumbling stone, as mentioned here, is an odd thing. Who would deliberately place a rock for people to trip over? See, Paul quotes from the book of Isaiah in this verse shows that the stone is tripped over because it is rejected rather than being received by faith. Now, remember two weeks ago when we talked about how Paul in Romans chapter 7 started to look inward and found more fault within himself and others in his ministry. Now, he explained that the law at that time in Romans is whatever standard you think proves your worth and gains acceptance. See, out of all the Ten Commandments, it was the tenth one that he always broke. Thou shalt not covet. Now, a couple verses that I want you to bookmark here real quick. Isaiah 8 and 14, and Isaiah 28 to 16. Now, first, Paul quotes from Isaiah 8, 14, where the prophet describes the Lord as a rock of offense and a stone of stumbling to all of Israel. Paul is insisting that this is not a new idea, that the Jewish people would struggle to accept the idea that righteousness is found only through faith in Christ. Now look at us now. We're, we're always going and going and going. We're, we're trying to reach that cliched next level, trying to get that pay raise, trying to get that promotion, trying to make yourself uh, be seen as worthy of a title. Dare I say, in a worst case scenario, you know, trying to show yourself as worthy of holding on to the job that you got, holding on to the status you got, because you know that your employer is starting to lay people off. A am I wrong? A am I wrong? Because, again, once again, my friends, I say all of this because I'm guilty of this too. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm guilty of this too. Now, next, Paul quotes Isaiah 28.16 where that stone, Christ, is described as the sure foundation, the precious cornerstone of God's work on earth. The, the part Paul quotes directly is that whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. In more literal terms, such people will not be shown to be foolish for behaving in Christ. This symbolically is the stone that the Israelites have tripped over, Paul writes, because they refused to believe in Christ. 
wishing instead to prove their righteousness by their works. Now, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, we have people among us that have substantial wealth, resources, prestige, power, both social and political. Now, they will tell you the standard, oh, God has blessed me, or, or I'm blessed and highly favored, but then you see those same people, same brothers and sisters in Christ, engage in actions and deeds that are not of God. Then we start to see some of their true character, their true nature. See, these are the type of people that only use God as a means to an end. Now, if you really think critically, taking their words and deeds into full account, you would see that these people are the type of people where Jesus was never the goal. Would you believe that? See, see, that should horrify you. If it doesn't, then you got homework this, throughout this week, amen? See, they pursued righteousness or what they thought was righteousness as they leaned on their own understanding. As it was said in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Now, what Israel has done in this context, again, that this is a little bit different Israel back then, okay? In this context, they pursued righteousness by their works. Now, we also have to remember that Israel was not always obedient and faithful to God. As far as the Gentiles were concerned, back during this time, they were seen as uh, so they were seen and socially perceived as undesirable, unrighteous under the laws at the time. Remember how Paul described the law at the time back in Romans 7. Amen. However, despite all that, it was the Gentiles that received salvation, that received righteousness by their faith. Now people are realizing, Israel is realizing, hey, wait a sec, that joker doesn't go to the same synagogue as I do. This, this dude doesn't kiss the same rings as I do. This guy's a screw-up by helping others, by helping those losers over there. He wastes food by giving it to the hungry. He always talks to them about the gospel. He's wearing those old, tattered robes. How, how is this dirty, rotten Gentile not a disaster in your eyes, God? See, see, there, there, there's always that, those ones that want to tattertale and, and say, God, look, look at that person over there. Look at that person. They are not worthy. I'm worthy. Now, here's where the tail end of Romans 9.33 comes, to, comes into play. What Paul was referring to is actually two verses. Those two verses I told you to bookmark real quick. Isaiah 8 and 14 and 28 and 16. Okay. Now, Isaiah 8 and 14 says, So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. See, 
I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. Then Isaiah 28 and 16 says, He will be a holy place for both Israel and Judah. He will be a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And all of the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. My friends and family, you cannot pursue God. You cannot pursue righteousness by your works. Especially when you try to indict someone before God because of what that person is doing is wrong in your eyes. You cannot build yourself up in Christ by tearing others down. Because what you should be doing is what is said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Now, these verses say, and to make it your own, to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Now, Joshua 24 and 15 says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land that you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you got that title, you got that position, you got that financial blessing. Yet, you you got everything that you wanted because of your works, and you still find yourself wanting more. You still find yourself trying to prove to others that you're still righteous, so much so you end up wrecking yourself before you check yourself. Just look at social media. You see so many different types of influencers come and go. Because it's true, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Like uh, the the lady in Utah that uh, got real popular, especially on uh, the YouTube and the TikTok, because uh, she had a, let's say, a unique parenting style. Okay, Now, she she was all good. She had big time interviews on on the local news station. I think she was even on a... I don't know, like Fox News or Good Morning America, it, it, it'll lose me right now. But, I mean, everything was good up until one of her children escaped what was discovered to be a hellhole in her home and sought help. See, she sought righteousness through her works, and look how far it got her. With, with all her privilege and, and, and all that prestige that she had, she still got caught up in the criminal justice system. Now, quick side note. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Just making sure y'all paying attention. Now, to make matters worse, she used God as a means to an end, and not once have we heard 
any remorse for how she used and abused the blessings of God, which were her children, for her own gain, for her own sense of righteousness. It, it just absolutely breaks my heart. Now, and, and all she had to do was, well, what the Gentiles have done, as Paul, as Paul has explained, was actually have faith. See, see you, you don't even have to have that much faith. That, that's what makes this even more tragic. See, how? Because Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, he said he replied, because, so, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing is impossible for you. Incredible how, how if she could just have a little faith and not abuse the blessings that she had. She wouldn't, she wouldn't create those generational curses. And instead of trying to you know, criticize her too much, I pray for her. Now, friends, I'm going to ask you, do, do you have, how is your faith? Do you have faith? What kind of faith do you have? Now, do you have at least the faith of a mustard seed? And one final question, and I, and I actually borrow this from um, an actor that I've become really more surprised about of his character, you know, off screen. His, his name is Alan Richardson. Now, now this gentleman, in case you don't have uh, Amazon Prime, he played the uh, character Jack Reacher. And now viewer discretion is advised it's kind of a violent show but but here's but here's the thing now people have actually called him out saying that he should not be playing the role that he's playing because he's a christian which strange i mean you, you see this all the time now once again you know challenging his righteousness against the sense of their own against of what others perceive should be righteous. Now, however, now, now this brother in Christ, <laughs> oh Lord, this brother in Christ went, went on his YouTube page. I don't know if it's his or it probably belongs to either um, one of his uh, family members or, or close friend of his. He went on YouTube, took out his huge Bible and brought the word of God upon them and asked this question that I'm going that I want to ask you. And I even asked this myself. Do you want to be the God of emptiness, wild and waste? Or do you want to be a servant in a garden? Let me say this again. Do you want to be the God of emptiness wild and waste and, and chaos or do you want to be a servant in the garden to be honest just just answering for myself i'll take the garden <laughs> I, I will take the garden amen and 
and and and let me turn this back over to uh, the senior pastor of the house. And uh, if you would excuse me, I'm gonna head over to the garden. Amen. Amen. And amen.